What if I said that one of the keys to creating a successful design for your new custom home can be found in your current home? By analyzing your current home and identifying what works and what doesn't work and what your family actually needs versus what you want or what you see in magazines or on Pinterest boards, you can set the stage for a successful design. Hi, I'm Chris Novelli with N3 Architecture and today we're gonna to be reviewing five ways to analyze your current home so that you can design a better one. And we're gonna learn a little bit about what your real needs are. We're gonna take a deep dive into the quantitative, the qualitative, your routines, storage, and furniture. And communication with your architect is so crucial, especially in the beginning stages of the design. And so that's why these five items are gonna set the stage for having a good relationship with your architect and making sure that when they start to design your new home, that they're gonna incorporate these items into that design. So by going through these exercises and passing along the information to your architect, it will set them down the right path to creating the home that you really need. And if you're new here, you're gonna quickly learn that I care a lot more about the performance and the functionality of a home rather than finished materials. You can have an absolutely horrible home, slap some fancy finished materials on them, and it's still gonna be a horrible home. There is a time and a place to talk about finished materials, and at the beginning stages of the design, it's not that time. All right, so let's get into it. First off, the quantitative. I want you to start by making a list or a chart of all of the rooms in your house, the sizes of those rooms, what's in them, and then also what works and what doesn't work about those rooms. So how many bedrooms are in your current home? Are there kids sharing a bedroom that they need privacy or they want privacy? Are the bedrooms large enough? Are the bedrooms located where you want them to be located? Some people like having their kids' bedrooms close by to the primary bedroom. Other people want their kids' bedrooms on the opposite side of the house. Do you often have overnight guests and do they have a place to sleep? Or is that even important to you? How many bathrooms do you have in your house? And compared to the amount of people that are living in the home, does that amount of bathrooms work? Or do you have people waiting in line to take a shower and fighting each other over using the bathroom while they're getting ready in the morning? Are there toiletry products spread out all over the place? And if so, would there be a better way to store them so that they're easily used and then put away so you don't have a cluttered mess? What does your living room or family room situation look like? Are different members of the family on top of each other trying to watch and do different things uh, at the same time? Or do you have a place where the kids can go and a place where the adults can go? Or do you have multiple places where people can watch TV if they wanna watch something different? Do you have a place where people can sit and talk and not be bothered by the TV or not bother the people watching TV? Your kitchen, do you have enough countertop space? Are all your equipment and gadgets all over the counter or do you have a place for them to tuck away? Create an inventory of all your kitchen appliances and gadgets. You know, what do you have for blenders and mixers and coffee machines, all that stuff, toaster ovens, air fryers, etc. Just all the things that you use in the kitchen make a list of it, how big it is, and where you currently store it. Do you have enough cabinet space to store all of your pots and your pans? And is that cabinet space in a location that's easy for you to get at? 
What about your dishes and your glasses and your coffee mugs? Are your coffee mugs overflowing into other spaces? Do you, are, do you have some dishes on one side of the kitchen, other dishes on the other side of the kitchen? And then what about storage space for all of your food? Is, the, is your refrigerator large enough? Do you have a second refrigerator out in the garage or a second freezer down in the basement? Do you have a pantry area to store food or do you need a pantry area? Is your food stored and organized in a way that works for you? How much quantity of food products do you keep stocked in your home at one time? And what sort of space do you need for that? This is all important stuff, right? Especially in the kitchen, because a lot of times people just get inventive with finding a place to, to store all of their kitchen needs and all of their food needs. And But what if, what if you didn't have to do that? What if everything was planned out for the way that you live? And you say like, okay, I need space to have 15 boxes of pasta and eight jars of sauce, right? And then you can design a cabinet that holds 15 boxes of pasta and eight jars of sauce. And you need place for five boxes of cereal and all the other food items that you need, right? You, If you begin to quantify these things out, not just the stuff that you use on a day-to-day -day basis, but the stuff that you keep on stock stored, you know, in your pantry or in your basement or on a shelf somewhere or in a second closet. If you know how much space that you need, that space can be designed into your new home. What about where your family eats meals? Do you eat your meals in a formal dining room or on the kitchen island? Do you need a formal dining room or want a formal dining room? How often do you entertain? Is your current dining room table just piled up with junk? Or maybe you don't have a good space for all of your family to sit down together and eat a meal, and you want that in your new home. What about a home office? Do you have a home office or need a home office? And how much space do you need for that? How much stuff are you gonna have in your home office? Do you need to have a printer and, and storage for the paper and the ink? What other things do you need to keep on hand so that your home office can function appropriately? What about the kids? Do the kids have a place to study? Or do they study in their bedrooms or at the dining room table or on the kitchen island? Do you want the kids to have a separate area to do their homework and to do their studies? Would that help them in their schooling? What about a garage? Do you need a garage? For how many cars? What do you have for tools? What about a workshop? Do you want a workshop in, out in your garage? Or do you have plans for future projects that you would need garage or workshop space for? You see, when you're thinking about the quantitative aspects of your home and dreaming about your future home, it is so easy to dream about more space, right? Everybody wants more space or thinks that they need more space. How does your family actually live? Do you actually need a 20 by 20 wood shop in your garage? Sure, it would be great to have a wood shop in your garage, but do you actually need that space? Do you really need a pantry that's large enough to store two months worth of food? Would that be great? Sure. But what do you actually need? Make a list of what you currently have and then compare that to what you think you need and then be realistic because I want you to remember that the best way to control the cost of your new home is to control the size of your new home. Sure, you can save a little bit of money by going with a slightly less expensive flooring or countertop, but that's not gonna really move the needle. If you're up against a budget, you need to be really seriously concerned with size and utilizing that size 
appropriately. All right, next let's talk about the qualitative aspects of your home. And again, I want you to make a list or a chart or something to keep track of what you like and what you don't like of your current home. And this sort of list is best done over time. It's not really something you can sit down and write out all the qualitative aspects of your current home that you like and you don't like. I like to encourage people to start that list now, but then as things come up, as you're going about your day-to-day -day life, and as you think, man, wouldn't it be great to have a space that does this? Or, wow, I really like this about our current home and I wanna make sure that we have a similar space in our new home keep that list going over time building onto it and if you're planning on building a new custom home even if that's five years out or ten years out start that qualitative list now so that when you get to the point where you're ready to start having that new home designed you have that list ready to go some of the qualitative things that you can think about are do you like the look and feel of your home are you comfortable in your home or what rooms or what spaces are you most comfortable in and why? Where do you spend most of your time? And this goes through different times of the week and also different times of the year because where you're most comfortable in the summer might not be where you're the most comfortable in the winter. Do you get too much glare on your TV while you're trying to watch the football game on Sunday? Do your rooms feel too dark or maybe the opposite? Are they too bright? What types of materials resonate with you? Do you like the look and feel of natural materials like wood and stone or do you prefer fake manufactured materials such as vinyl keep track of where people congregate during parties when you host parties or where you might go to have an important conversation with your family members or where you might go to make an important phone call are there areas of your home that are wasted and never get used are there areas of your home that see too much use and you'd rather see it spread out a little bit? Do you entertain in your home and how often do you entertain? And I would argue if you just host one party a year for 10 people, then it's not worth having a space that's built around entertaining people because then you're just gonna be paying for square footage that you don't use. Are you sensitive to noise or is there not enough privacy in your home? And what rooms do you need that privacy in? And how do you feel when you don't have that privacy? Do you find that there's something in your house that you're always searching for and can never find or that you use often, but that's not in a convenient location? And then you can take this a step further and look at the big picture. How do you see your new home fitting in and enhancing your connection to your family, to your friends, to your neighborhood, and to your community? Really think about that, right? How can your new home enhance those connections. Think about what hobbies you have and what sort of space you need for those hobbies, right? And how much time you spend doing those hobbies. Do you have children? And if they're like mine, their toys are all over the place. Are you okay with this? Or would you rather have toys tucked away into their own space? Do you have an elderly parent that you care for? and What are their needs? Think about how long you're gonna live in your home and if you want the home set up for your needs as you get older. Are there people in your home that stay up later or go to sleep earlier or wake up early or sleep late? These habits can be designed around.
and that's going to get into routines, right? And that's what we're going to talk about next. We're talking about routines. Again, I want you to keep track of your routines and the routines of every member of your family that's going to be living in this home. Actually list things out. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tedious, but do it. It's going to be so worth it. So what is your morning routine? And what does that routine look like on a weekday versus a weekend? What does an evening routine look like? Weekday versus weekend. And maybe, and maybe you have a couple different routines based upon people's work schedules or the kids' activities. How does your family sort of revolve around the things that they have to do? And how does your routine change throughout the year and change throughout the seasons? When do you find time for yourself? When do you find time to sit down together as a family? What's the first thing you do when you arrive home? What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Where do you take off your shoes? Where do you store your coats? Where do you put down your keys or your wallet or your purse or your computer bag? Do you have a dinner routine or a cooking routine? Maybe you like to have a quiet cup of coffee in the morning. Or are your mornings chaotic with you and the kids running around, scrambling, trying to get out the door just in time? And as you're writing down these routines and thinking about these routines, also make a note. Are these routines that you like or are these routines that you want to actually try to change? I'm sure that your family has some routines that are critical that, that can't change. And I'm sure your family has some routines that you absolutely love. And I'm also pretty sure that, you, that your family has routines that you don't like so much. And how can you plan your new home around the routines that you want to enhance? And then also how can the new home be planned so that the routines that are hard get a little easier. Okay, number four is storage. Storage comes in all shapes and sizes. And I want you to be a little methodical when it comes to thinking about storage and recognizing how much stuff you actually have in your house and then how much of that stuff is gonna make it into your new home. I also just wanna say here that if you're not specific about your storage needs, then what you're gonna get is the standard closet in every bedroom, linen closet in the bathroom or the hallway, a coat closet near the entry, and then maybe some other storage closet. You're gonna get the standard storage rooms unless you're actually specific about what your needs are. So how many items of clothing do you actually own? right? Go and measure your closet, right? Take your tape measure, go measure your closet. Is that enough space? Or, you know, maybe if you're, if you have six feet of closet space, maybe you say, oh, I, I only really need eight feet. Or maybe you say, I need 24 feet, right? I need a double, double-sided walk-in closet because I have that much clothes. Do that for every member of your family. Go and measure how, how much space you have for towels, Go keep track of where your coats are stored and where you store them in the winter versus the summer. Where do you keep your cleaning products? Where do you keep your vacuum or your broom or your mop? All this stuff should really be planned out. If you're designing a new custom home, you really shouldn't have to be jamming your vacuum cleaner into a coat closet because that's the only space you have for it. Keep track of the areas of your home that are organized the way that you want and also keep track of the areas of your home that just have stuff piled up all over the place. 
such as where do you keep your shoes, right? Do you take your shoes off and leave them in a pile by the, by the front door? And is a pile of smelly shoes what you want people to see the first thing that they walk in the door? Do you have enough storage for your kids' toys? And do you have enough storage for collectibles or your decorations? All the stuff that you keep, all the stuff that's down in your basement or in your garage or in your attic or jammed into your closets now, Think about what you want to keep, what you want to get rid of, and how much space you're actually going to need. Clutter can really lead to stress and unhappiness. And, and again, it's easy to think more storage, right? All I need is more storage. But guess what? People tend to fill up the amount of space that they're given, right? So if you're, if you're given a lot of storage space, chances are you're going to fill it all up. So maybe having less storage might be the better solution, right? Less storage, but that's organized better. You just got to really think about what your needs are. All right, the fifth thing that we're going to talk about today is furniture. Furniture is often an afterthought for people who are designing a new custom home. But you don't want to be in the situation where you design a custom home and the furniture that you own or the furniture that you are going to buy won't fit the space the way that you want it to. So go ahead, make another list, right? That's the topic of the day is making lists. So make another list of all the furniture that you own and the size of those pieces of furniture. And then make a notation on is this a piece of furniture that's going into the new home, yes or no? And if it's not going into the new home, what's it going to be replaced with, right? So maybe you wanna get a new dining room table. Maybe your, your current dining room table is five feet by seven feet, but maybe you want a, bit, maybe you want a bigger table, right? So, so you can list off the size of your current dining room table, but then also make a note of what size table that you want for the new home. How, how large are your beds, right? And not just talking about the size of the mattress, twin versus queen versus king, right? But actually the size of the bed frame and the nightstands and your dressers. How large is your couch? And is that the type of couch that you wanna bring into the new home? What do you need for your TV storage? What do you need for coffee tables and end tables and all the different pieces of furniture throughout your home? And if you're planning on buying new furniture for your home, well then go shopping and it, you don't have to buy something, but go shopping and take a tape measure and take some pictures of some things that you like, just so you have an idea, you have a sense of how large of pieces of furniture you're gonna be bringing into your new home. And that way you can give this information to your architect and they can plan and incorporate it into the design. Just because your kid has a 12 by 12 bedroom doesn't mean that they're gonna be able to fit a twin size bed, a dresser, a desk, and all their other stuff in it. Or just because you have a 10 by 15 living room doesn't mean you're gonna be able to have room, doesn't mean you're gonna be able to set up the furniture in a good way to have a conversation, or that you're gonna have a wall space big enough for a big screen TV and have your couch and all your seating area have a good view of that TV. It comes back to the things that you have, the things that you're gonna get, and how all of those pieces fit into your new home and how you wanna live in your new home. All right, to close it out, here's some more action items for you, maybe a little recap of what we've talked about. Keep track of your routines. Keep track of the things that make you happy or the things that make you unhappy. Keep track of how each space in your current home is actually used 
when it's used, how often, and by who. Because the more you keep track of your habits, your likes, and your dislikes, and the more honest you are with yourself about why you like a certain thing or why you dislike a certain thing, it will make your new home that much better. Thank you. wraps up another episode of the home design academy podcast i hope that you learned something and enjoyed yourself along the way please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player of choice visit my website n3architecture.com for more information and go to the resource section of the website where you can find the book that i wrote the homeowner's guide to residential design and construction as well as some other information that will prepare you for your custom home project Feel free to email me any of your questions to chris at n3architecture.com. Contact me on Instagram. Even if you just want to say hi, just search for n3architecture. You can find me there. Also, I've started a YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, search for n3architecture, follow the YouTube channel. There's some exciting things going on there. Thank you, and I will see you in the next episode.